Hello. Hello. And welcome to Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we are up to episode 16. I just keep getting excited. I guess I should probably not get excited as much, but I'm still excited every episode, guys. <laughs> Eventually we'll lose track. Yeah, I actually had to look and see my notes because I label my notes by episode. <laughs> Same. But I feel like one day I'm just going to stop labeling them and just keep going. <laughs> Probably same. (laughs) Won't be worth it anymore. (laughs) Well, folks, we have quite the story for you today. Sydney picked a wild one that I had never heard of, and I'm really surprised because it has some crazy details. (laughs) I also had never heard of this one, and um, the way I found it, I feel like, was awfully interesting. (laughs) Well, I will let you set the scene. All right. So our case starts out west. Uh, Stephen Buchanan is born in California in 1948. He served in the U.S. Navy during the Vietnam War. And after an honorable discharge, Stephen began life as a woman named Susan Monaco. In 1991, she had bought a 20-acre farm in Weimer, Weimer, Oregon, uh, which is approximately 260 miles south of Portland. And as of 2019, their population there was 452 people. So definitely a small little place. Yeah, I was going to say, oh my God, that's like nothing. No, so I, I had seen one and it was like, in, like, 2013 or 2014, they had, like, 692 people, and then it went down to, like, 452. I was like, yeah. well, damn, well, they're, they're really getting smaller by the year. Literally. Um. So, on Susan's farm, she had pigs, chickens, and a wrought iron fence business that she had ran named White Queen Construction, which I think it is just a great freaking name for any sort of construction business (laughs) white queen white queen construction yikes (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if i saw that on a truck that would not be the number i called but (laughs) whatever works exactly so when the property was first bought uh it was just trees and like a woodland area later there was a large barn and the beginning of a house was built In 2013, she began posting ads on Craigslist in search of help to get to build this house and to maintain the property. Through this ad, sorry, (laughs) no, you're good. Do you remember the days when like Craigslist was the place to go? Like everyone posts everything on Craigslist. Yeah, and I look back and I'm like, wow, that was a very sketchy ass time. And I feel like, like, in 2013, that was, like, part of that time still, like, where Craigslist was, like, hot. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was still pretty, pretty much a place to go because 
Facebook, like, like Facebook Marketplace, for example, that didn't come out yet. <laughs> no. Because that's, I mean, I feel like when did Facebook Marketplace get big? Like, within the past three, four years? I used Facebook Marketplace probably five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, like four years ago, because when I moved to Texas, I sold a bunch of shit on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, so I would say that's like the new new Craigslist. Yes, yes. Sorry, (laughs) I just had to interject on that. (laughs) TBT to when people were putting things in like newspaper newspaper ads back in like (laughs) the 80s. Very true, very true. Can't remember those times, but... (laughs) Read about them in books. Uh, (laughs) So, Susan starts posting ads on Craigslist to get herself some help on her property. Through this ad, she found Robert Haney, who became basically her, quote, handyman, laborer, carpenter, and whatever she asked of him, he basically did. End quote. Um, Roberts and Susan had a deal. He would get paid partly in cash and be able to stay on her property as long as he basically helped Susan on the property. Um, Everything had appeared to be fine with their relationship until Robert Haney's children had stopped hearing from him for months. After a few months with no words, his children drive to Susan Monica's property Susan also basically tells them that she hasn't seen Robert in several months and that he had just up and quit. She said that he had just left and that she had wanted the kids to take his things and get them out of the place that he was staying. So when the kids go through his trailer, they find things that they knew he wouldn't have left behind. So he left some tools. There was a leather jacket and his dog. After these discoveries, they file a missing persons report within Jackson County, and they find out that it's actually been months since he's been seen. And since he's getting paid in cash from Susan, it's really difficult for him to basically be tracked because there's no trail of him. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think he had, like, credit cards or anything of any sort, so. Nope, just him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely hard to uh, track someone when they go missing then. Basically. So when police visit Susan Monica, she explains he had lived and worked with her for six months. And in the fall, he had received a phone call from a family member who this family member had been a victim of a sexual assault. And he got quite upset about this. She said that basically his behaviors had changed. He started drinking and he was acting odd. And he told Susan to watch his dog and basically disappeared. After no luck with Robert being basically untrackable, they are, they finally get a big break and are able to track his electronics benefit transfer or EBT card. And they find out that the card had been used after the date that Susan told them he had gone missing. So they're able to recover some footage from a local Walmart where this card had been used. And it's Susan Monica who shows up on that tape. It's always a Walmart, isn't it? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, (laughs) 
anytime anyone does something shifty, it always happens at the Walmart. The like, fucking Walmart. <laughs> every time. You don't ever see posts about the, the Target. It's not the Target. <laughs> or the Meyer. Yeah, that's like a Midwest thing. But I don't see those. I mean, you... It's a yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. Crimes aren't committed there. The Home Depot. <laughs> so, after this big discovery, law enforcement goes and executes a search warrant on the farm. Uh, Jackson County Sheriff's Detective had actually described the property as being very eerie and said that there's a very strong odor that there was a lot of decay. Gross. Not really like, sure like what a very smells like. Very big red flag. Yes. Not too sure what decay smells like, but probably not a great smell. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so after a search of the area, they find something that is quite disturbing. They find a human leg in a catchment pond. And it's quite obviously not an animal bone. But a leg from basically the femur all the way down to the toes. With a discovery like this, Susan is obviously confronted by police. Where she basically goes off and says that her pigs were in a feeding frenzy. (laughs) Quote, a feeding frenzy. She says that he was alive and he was being eaten. And she was unable to stop the pigs, so she grabbed her gun and shot him to put him out of his misery and basically stop his suffering. So yeah, like a- the way I read it, it was like there's just this huge commotion going around on in the pigs, like pig pen, and she went to go check it out and see what the fuck was going on. And they were just in this frenzy, and I'm like, I, okay, that's a I little just, weird. All I hear is just <laughs> squealing oh noises. My God. Oh my god, I can hear it too now. <laughs> so, she take, she shoots him to put him out of his misery, to stop his suffering. She left his body in the pig pen for days, and then later takes his remains and put them in garbage bags, where she had said that an animal must have gotten to a bag and to, dragged the leg to the pond where detectives had found it. She said that she had not told police because she did not want her pigs killed. The investigators <laughs> asked... Like, I what mean, a hell of an excuse. It's, you know, I killed a man, but the pigs can't go. But please don't kill my pigs. I also want to know, like, how many pigs was there? How many, how many pigs does it take to get into a feeding frenzy? Asking for myself. I didn't find any articles that listed out the number of pigs she had. No, I wanted also, like, a name of the pigs. You know, like, (laughs) it was Grover, it was Lily, (laughs) and it was Padlock. I don't know, just, like, (laughs) I want to know the pigs that were involved in this, okay? That would make headlines. Well, and I'm sure she, like actually named them if she cared about them so much that she didn't want them to be put down. Yeah. You can't you can't have pigs and not name them. That's hard. Exactly. 
Even the pigs that they, like, butcher, I feel like, have names. <laughs> I think on, like, small farms, yeah. Yeah, which is messed up. I'm like, messed up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. When investigators had asked what else they might find on the property, she said they would find even worse and drew detectives a map of her property, including a big X on, on it. This X marked the spot where they could find Steve, is what she told them. Steve was Stephen Delacino, who was a previous handyman who worked on Monica's property prior to the arrival of Robert. In the summer of 2012, two guns had gone missing. And when Susan had found them with Steve's items, she had basically confronted him and they started to wrestle. The gun went off, shooting Steve in the back. And she said that he had chased her, so she basically shot him again. And she then fed his body to the pigs and buried the leftovers. When asked if there was more bodies, she said if she told about the other 17, then she'd spend her whole life in jail. Okay, I have so many points. One, who gets shot in the back of the head and then gets up and chases someone? Zombies, okay? Just zombies. So, like, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Are you going to talk about the trial? I don't have... I have... Are you talking about, like, the former... Like, the cellmate and stuff? Yes, but I was going to say, one of the things that came out in the trial was Mm -hmm. that, according to the autopsy of Stephen's remains that they found... He had been shot in the head five times. I did not see that. That's wild. Five times. There's no way you shot him once he got up and ran, and then you shot him four more times in <laughs> the just, head. He's, he's just chasing you after four this shots This isn't the today. fucking Walking Dead. Actually, it, it's definitely not the Walking Dead, because you shoot and hit a zombie in the head, they are dead. <laughs> That's how you kill them. You shoot them in the head. You just need one shot. Like, I'm so confused. A silver bullet to the heart. Like, what the fuck? Five times. And you're going to claim self-defense. Five times. Five times is definitely overkill for a self-defense. And then I also saw that the leg that they found, they showed, like, a forensic... Is an anthropologist, I believe, mm-hmm. at the trial, like, testified that Robert's leg bone that was found, or, like, part of his leg that was found, was cut with an axe. It was chopped off with an axe. So, you're claiming you just, like, scooped up the remains. Well, that body, that leg was severed purposefully, and they were unable to determine if it was pre- or post-mortem, but... There's no way the, like, pigs just got at him, and then you just scooped up the remains, and then it touched that leg. No. Like, that's weird to me. It's really weird. I just had to, like, point that out. Also, 17 others I'd spend the rest of life in jail. (gasps) What are your personal thoughts on that statement, Sydney? 
do you think she's telling the truth or she's just like boasting? So I kind of felt it was more boastful. And when I guess we talk a little bit more about the trial, I guess. Okay, I won't get ahead of myself. Further. (laughs) So, okay. So she was arrested January 14th, 2014, and was charged with two counts of murder and first degree abuse of a corpse, as well as identity theft. And her pigs were also euthanized. That was Um, one of my fun facts. (laughs) (laughs) After all this, she's arrested and her pigs are still put down. Crazy lady. And they got rid of Daisy, unfortunately. So, after being arrested, additional searches were conducted of the property. So, they were detectives dug up more than 100 holes on the property, and they found remains of Robert and Steve. They found some personal belongings and a large pile of shoes, but they found no more bodies. I think if there was 17 more people that were killed, and the fact that two were killed in basically the same manner that they would have found something else, even if it would have just been, like, some bones. But, I don't know. I have a lot of, like, mixed views on this. I don't think that there were 17, but I don't think that these two were the only two. Because you gotta think, she bought that property in 91. That's true. And you were on that property by yourself in the middle of nowhere for all that time, and... The first person that, like, the only reason she got caught is because Robert's family actually, like, noticed and reported Robert missing. And they mm-hmm. tried to track him down in 2013. I didn't see anything about a missing f- person's report ever filed for Steven. So, no one, it seemed like, even oh. reported him missing. So, if he was just, like, I mean, I guess depending on how many other handymans were out there, you know, maybe. That's kind of what I'm thinking. People she took in as, um, you know, I'm just trying to help you. And they didn't have any friends or family. I guess that's true. But the disposal process, I guess, would be a little bit different. Yeah. And you got to think, like, what if, like, she has, like, a home on the property now and, like, um, this barn that she built and all this stuff that wasn't there, my guess is probably underneath that it could be potentially some other bodies. That's true. Under- or a foundation. body. I don't I just personally don't believe that Steven and Robert were her only victims. That is true. It could have been, I guess, something that was um more strategically placed for lack of a better term. Possibly. Also, I'm trying to find the quote. I was trying to find the quote that uh, one of the articles had. But Susan basically said, like, in an interview, like, she was not a fan of people. And that she thinks the planet Earth would be perfect if there were no humans. And that she loved her pigs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's really crazy. <laughs> Maybe I need to get me a pig. That's all I got out of that statement. They sink and depends on the type of pig you get, but they can get big. Well, I'm like, I know my cat too. is fat, but like. He's only, okay, I'm going to say this. He's only 19 pounds. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not talking about a 90-pound, 60-pound pig. <laughs> My pig and I are going to be eating KFC for dinner together. <laughs> Will you put them on a collar and, like, take them for walks? I totally would. <laughs> that could be fun. I'm going to have to look into this later. That'll be the rabbit <laughs> hole I dive down tonight. Man, sorry, right. I got I got sidetracked here. I got very sidetracked too. So, at Susan's trial, a former cellmate had testified, saying that Susan and Robert, or she was told that Susan and Robert had got into an argument when he was drunk, and he had tried to come on to Susan. So she basically pushed him into the pig pen. Uh, this former cellmate had also stated that Susan had signed a birthday card to this cellmate and signed it the sweetest murderer in Jackson County, which I feel like is a boastful statement. Very. After only an hour deliberation, Susan Monica was found guilty on all counts. On eight, in er, on was found guilty on <laughs> all counts in April of 2015. And was sentenced to a minimum of 50 years. I think that's fair. 50 years should uh, definitely be a minimum. And she was already, like, kind of old when this happened. So, like, she's definitely going to die in prison. Probably. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Unless, like, she lives to be over 100. May I add how I found this case, since you've heard about it now. I wanted something (laughs) that involved pigs. So I literally typed in to Google, like, in three different ways. Pigs eating bodies. Pig murders. (laughs) Pigs killing people. (laughs) Like, just in multiple different... And then she popped up, and I was like, wow, this is wild. (laughs) Which is really funny because one of the articles I still, like, I reopened to just kind of glance at. And the very bottom it says related. Iowa pig farmer convicted of killing wife with rake. And then the next one is woman repeatedly stabs husband with cheese knife. Which I was, like, really yes. about that, artic- that article. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cheese knife, man. When I went to the 4th of July for uh, with Peyton. All of her friends were judging me because I brought my own cheese knife. Like the real Wisconsin gal I am. It works great. It's a much better knife than just a regular knife, may I add. I recommend everyone goes and buys a cheese knife tonight. Amazon, my friends. I was going to say, we have like a cheese slicer, but it's like one of those ones with like a wire. Those are nice too. It's nice, but like... I think I need a cheese knife. I got it on Amazon. It was cheap. I was, no. I'm sad to say that I lost all the cheese that I took home. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. This is sort I'm of really there. sorry. Uh, and no, people, I actually didn't misplace a bunch of cheese. I was out of power for three days, so I had to throw away everything. It stunk really bad. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, the night we finally got power back, I was, like, cleaning out the freezer, and I was, like, <laughs> face in my hoodie. I was, like, I'm going to throw up right now. 
Man, I don't know if anything uh, would be worse than when you open. Remember at the the old house that you were at, and you opened the someone opened the fridge, and there was like meat rotting in there. Oh my God! Yes, I died. I actually died. Like because I, no one was like living in that house when we had that party. <laughs> yes, someone <laughs> opened the freaking fridge or the freezer and there was just meat that was like rotting and it was the worst smell I think I've ever smelled in my entire life that's probably and what then, the like, case the smells whole like house, the whole house mm-hmm. the whole house smelled like after that it was so gross yep. <laughs> I still randomly get whiffs of that that's what decay smells like folks that is what decay <laughs> smells like well I do have a couple things I wanted to share so uh Monica's Susan Monica's cellmate, who she wrote in the birthday card, the sweetest murderer in Jackson County. So she actually testified against her mm-hmm. about that as like proof, like, hey, she's claiming to be a murderer. <laughs> and then she also testified that while they were locked up together, that Susan told her the truth about Robert and claimed that they got into an argument and he because he was drunk and apparently was trying to come on to her. Mm-hmm. So she shot him and then just pushed him into the pig pen and then cleaned up the mess. But also, that still doesn't add up. No, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> and then my other uh, notes were just about, like, the trial being, like, super freaking wild. So Susan actually, like, was her own so like attorney (laughs) yes she's represented herself (laughs) and so like obviously there was like an attorney's like um I don't I don't know the official term but basically like so when she represented herself there's still the attorney that was sitting there with her to like counsel her and guide her but like Susan cross-examined a lot of people herself like including the like main investigator and it was, like, super wild. The judge gave her, like, a lot of leniency. And so we obviously mentioned Susan's transition. So she wore, like, a lot of different wigs throughout the time. And it's really crazy, actually, to see the pictures because mm-hmm. I feel like every picture I have seen of her, she looks completely different. So there's like two mug shots from when she was like first arrested and everything. One was like bald and one was like with a very long like black haired wig. She did like this complete makeover after like the first or like second day of trial. And she wore this like really short wig. Like she literally looked like a grandma. Like she was trying to portray herself as like this sweet little old lady like, these grandma glasses and, like, dressed literally like a grandma would. And I was really confused. And apparently she was making, like, a lot of outbursts. But, like I said, the judge gave her, like, a lot of leeway because I guess they were trying to obviously prevent, uh, like, a mistrial or a potential appeal. But, like, (laughs) so she testified herself and she, like, took the stand. And I guess she... One of the big things, because there wasn't, like, obviously a ton of evidence that supported her story, but there really wasn't a ton of evidence that proved it wrong. It was just, like, her story changed constantly, and then 
obviously, like, you didn't call the cops and all this stuff. You know what I mean? So, and yeah. you just mysteriously have two deaths on your farms and feed them both to your pigs. Weird. But <laughs> when she, like, took the stand and, like, her confession prior to being arrested were, like, the two big things that really uh, got her convicted. <laughs> Because she was, like, acting all wild. I guess at one point she was on the stand and literally said, oh, I'll show you how I held the gun when I shot Steven. It was, like, angling her hand all weird. And then I guess when the judge went to go, like, when, like, the closing statements were wrapping up and stuff and the judge is going to dismiss the jury to go deliberate, she was like, wait, judge, can I tell the jury one more time how it was like when I held the gun and the oh judge like tried to ignore her so she like stood up and was like trying to demonstrate it again and they had to like <laughs> get her out of the courtroom <laughs> oh my god yeah she was just like acting all wild <laughs> those pro se so like if you are representing yourself you're like a pro se like that's you're your own attorney or whatever and then she probably had like some sort of like a defense to, or a defense attorney like a, a, a state appointed attorney that like they just yeah. gave her anyway um but like those pro se people like if you're in jail they'd be hanging out at the libraries like doing whatever the heck All they the want like, their own research <laughs> it's like the funniest thing ever they'll draft up documents on like yellow lined paper well on their own motions and then get to you know, good for a lot of people because they can do it and, like, do really well and they learn a lot and that's awesome. But also there's a lot of people that take advantage of it, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Ted Bundy when he then proceeded mm-hmm. to escape. Or there's a lot of people who decide to represent themselves and that is your right. You have that right here. But unfortunately, um, it makes you look even crazier. <laughs> That's also true, because they don't know what the hell they're doing. So you just look like a literal psychopath, because, like, you don't know what you're supposed to say. You're going to, oh, let me show you how I pointed the gun again. You don't get it. I'm trying to show you how I pointed the gun. Yeah, and you don't have, like, a regular. Yeah, it's, like, making sense. Like, oh, I'm going to show them, and they'll make sense. Like, no, you don't have a regular defense attorney to tell you, Mm -hmm. shut up, here's our game plan. (laughs) Sit your ass down. Don't say a fucking (laughs) word. If you want to say something, write it in this notepad and I'll nod my head if I decide we can do it. (laughs) Here's my tidbit of legal advice for people, and it's not even real legal advice. If someone you know or love goes missing or is murdered and you happen to be questioned, please always get a lawyer. (laughs) I told my boyfriend, I was like, even if you didn't kill me (laughs) and you're being questioned, please get a lawyer. Because I know, like, a lot of times we joke, too, in, like, cases when people just, like, lawyer up right away and we're like, oh, that's kind of guilty. But also, you see a lot of cases where people end up being railroaded and vindicated, like, years later because they didn't get a lawyer because they didn't do anything and they were actually genuinely trying to help. And everything gets twisted and it gets, like, really messy. So, that's my piece of legal advice for free. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> always get a lawyer. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I guess those are the wrapping. That's like wrapped up my last thoughts there. 
Uh, you got some jokes and fun facts for us? I do, but I did want to ask, too. You know, I saw a lot of people were all about that trivia. I was very impressed with how many people voted. Do you have another trivia question for us this week? Oh, my God. Are we going to throw the, the answer out, I mean, from last week? Yeah. Um. Well, I also felt like last week was kind of, like, an easier one. I don't know, I think, personally. <laughs> I think most you, of those people cheated. <laughs> It's really funny, too, because I went to go look to see, it, like, if people were responding, and I was just messing with it on our own story, and I clicked the wrong one. <laughs> Damn. So, we were one of the wrong answers, and I was like, wait, but I actually really know this answer, and before I even knew the answer key, you know what I mean? Like, this is something I knew. So, last week's question was, who operated an elaborate murder castle during the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago? Cindy, do you want to give the answer? H.H. H. Holmes. Yes. <laughs> he is also known as America's, like, first serial killer. Um, very crazy. Uh, hopefully, Cindy and I are going to go on an H.H. H. Holmes tour soon well next month so that'll be exciting we 110 percent are i would love to do that i think it looks real cool so i'm trying to think of like i'll have to find some harder ones to post because i think um that'll get us more Interested in other people who might not actually just listen either, and we'll give you guys a bit of a challenge. But yeah, I have a little bit of a tricky one, we'll say. So, who helped authorities profile the Green River Killer while they themselves were actually in prison? Our options are A. Jeffrey Dahmer, B. Eileen Warnos, C. Ted Bundy, or D. Edmund Kemper? Hmm. I know, it's kind of a tricky one. I think I know, but I'll, I'll text you after. We can... Okay, bet. And we'll post it on social media again. I think that was really fun. So thanks for reminding me, Sydney, and I will try to come up with some trickier ones. For everyone. Yes. And make sure you actually vote. I'm watching you people. I know how many people voted last time. So I know how many of you guys got fingers. So (laughs) make sure sure you hit the button again. Because if there's not more, I'm going to find you. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, I have a joke and a fact. What do you want first? Um, let's go fact first. All right, so tequila was first produced in the 16th century near the city of tequila, which wasn't actually established until 1656. But assuming that's where the name came from, tequila, tequila. (laughs) That's really interesting. Wow, way back in the 16th? The 16th century. So that's the 1500s. I know I'm dumb, mm-hmm. guys. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta think out loud. Um, that's really wild. Tell Jake to stop coughing. <laughs> he listened to the episode. 
a few weeks ago where I was like, sorry, my boyfriend's dying and you can probably hear him coughing. He was like, uh, you really could hear me coughing. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I edited it out sometimes. <laughs> so sorry, folks. I probably won't edit this one out. My boyfriend is not dying. He just has really bad lungs. <laughs> He's always dying, actually. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Joke for you. Okay. What does a nosy pepper do? A nosy pepper do? Yes. Um, I don't know. Gets jalapeno business. <laughs> I wish our video camera was on because that was so funny. <laughs> I think that this, uh, I think we should make a shirt that says jalapeno business on the back. Yeah, I'm down, dude. We're, uh, <laughs> let's do that. So that kind of rolls into, like, the next thing I was going to say before we wrap this up. Anyways, so that's perfect. Um, folks, we are finally doing a lot of exciting things that we've been talking about. Well, we've been doing it slowly, but you guys are going to be able to reap the benefits. We are going to have a website that will be going live probably within the next week, week and a half. Just need some final touches. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so I, we've been working on that. And then I know Sydney's been working really hard to get some merch together for us. Yes. So next Saturday, the what is next Saturday, the 25th, the 26th. The 24th. The 24th is a National Tequila Day. So I'm going to drop some. <laughs> that's going to be our Merc dropping day as well. So make sure you uh, keep an eye out. We'll be posting this week about it. Yes. And uh, our website should be live before that. Fingers crossed. Again, I lost power for three days last week, guys. So. And, like, for five minutes today. <laughs> so as long as we're uh, in the clear, we'll be on the path to get that website live for you prior to that as well. And then you'll be able to access our merch site. It's like a third-party site. So you'll be able to access that as well on there. Yes. I have literally no excuse as to why my actions are lacking other than that I'm tired. So sorry, people. I mean, same. <laughs> uh, I tried yes. to take a nap after work the other day, and then I was like, well, if I take a nap, then I'm not going to be tired when I go to bed, and I actually can clean, and then I sat there and did nothing for, like, 30 minutes. So I could have taken a nap. <sighs> so yeah, of my life. I'm also tired, guys. I'm sorry. We're really trying. <laughs> yes. Jalapeno business, y'all. Jalapeno um, business. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> if you guys have any other, like, fun things that you think we've said a lot. <laughs> big facts. I know sometimes, uh, like, we don't realize that we're saying things very often. And then other people might hear it more. So any, like, catchphrases, anything funny or clever, you know, let us know because... We want to put merch out there as well that you guys would be interested in, not just us. <laughs> Although I'm sure I will purchase and buy one of everything. 
Yeah, I think that everything we've basically come out so far was something that I personally wanted myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. I like a lot of the ideas, though. Yeah, I and... think that they look good. I think it's it's really exciting. I think that people will definitely like some of them. I've showed a couple of my friends um, some of the, the, the hoodie design, and they were like, that's actually really cool. I was like, yeah, have more faith in me, friends. Sweet. Also, I was going to say, Cindy and I definitely got some sampler merch, and <laughs> let's just say we're big fans. <laughs> yup. We'll really love this, the sample. This, the, <laughs> I, I can't say what it is. I don't want to tell We don't want to give it away, but it was exciting for the two of us, at least. Like my, my favorite item I wear very often. <laughs> Same. All right. All right, guys. We will uh, wrap this up and talk to you guys next week, but definitely check out social media to follow us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequila Podcast. Instagram at Tacos and Tequila. And we'll be posting all our merch and soon we'll be having a website to tell you about as well. Yes, and as always, please slide into my DMs and talk to me. I've had some really great conversations with some people this week. We might be doing some guest appearances that I'm excited about. So definitely, um, even if you just want to talk about, I don't know, anything, let me know. I'm here for you. (laughs) I'm bored. Be my friend. You know, anytime I, I've been really trying to be better on Instagram, but anytime I go on a check, Sydney's already responded to the messages. So <laughs> we love it just as much as you guys do. <laughs> I get very excited when it says that I have a Instagram message. And then when I click on it, and it's not actually like my personal Instagram. It's like the Tacos and Security page. I'm like, <laughs> yes! I love it. Yeah, we love to see it. So slide in our DMs. Let us know uh, what you think. Keep an eye out for your true crime trivia question and get involved in that. Um, I think this week I really only posted the question on our Instagram story, but I'll do better and post it on Facebook this week, too. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>